0: Every heart, every woman. Ooh. Every heart, every woman. It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, every Woman. Every
1: Heart, Every Woman.
0: Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. To move forward as we share our life experiences. Mm-hmm. Every, heart, every, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: every heart, every woman. Now, here's your host, Carla Nivens.
2: to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. Uh, before we get into our interview for today, we're going to set the tone like we always do with some great music. This is Chaos. It is performed by Aaron Duval. Sit back and enjoy. Back to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. You can also go to my website, Carla Nivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K, Nivens is N I V E N S. We are welcoming for the first time to the Every Heart Every Woman radio show Miss Aaron Duval. Aaron is a raspy country singer who grew up in Texas on the foundation of country, blues and rock and roll. Aaron Duval's unique approach to music has garnered comparisons to singers like Janis Joplin, Natalie Maines and Susan Tedeschi. Duval was the fourth of five children and learned to stand up for herself and what she wanted to do at an early age, which was always perform. form. She sets herself apart from other country women singers of today with her roadhouse bluesy tunes and sultry vocals that belt ease and soar into the ears of her listener.
3: Welcome for the first time, Erin. So glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Well. We have so much to share. So I, I, I you know, we could go some of the background of how we met and all that, but I think that's going to come out in uh, the interview and the things that um, <laughs> I've got to um, uh, do for you. But let's get, let's just jump on into, I want to know. Okay. So you were the fourth of five children and it says that you had to stand up for yourself. I'm sure you did. Oh, so many yeah. kids in the house. Yes. <laughs> So with all of that liveliness going on in your house, what drew you into music?
3: Well, a couple of things. My um, dad's grandmother was in the Chicago opera, which was really cool. And then um, I had this amazing woman that was in our life growing up. Her name was Myrtle and she was super into gospel music. And my parents always had this standing date night on Saturday night. And She was my first audience member because she would always come and she'd play these amazing songs. And I just fell in love with gospel music at a really, really young age. And she would sit back and she'd let me put on all these shows. And I mean, I performed from her to her since I was like two until the time I was 11 when she unfortunately passed away. But she really built a really strong foundation to me for music. And I was that kid that in in elementary school, they'd be like, "Okay, we're singing Tomorrow by Annie. Who wants to sing? And no one would raise their hand and be like, Aaron, hit it, you know. <laughs> and I just fell in love with music from a really early age. And I think it had a lot to do with being the fourth of five kids because there was a lot constantly going on. Um, but my room was like my little haven and I loved musical theater growing up and I loved gospel. And I would just go into my room and blast music for hours. And my mom would be like, I think she's okay. (laughs) But I just, I I love, fell in love at such an early age and then did musical theater my whole life. Um, And then was gonna go to NYU for college and ended up choosing to go to Texas instead. But um, 9 11 was my freshman year of college. So that would have been kind of a a hard thing. But yeah, I just, uh, music has kind of been my thing that I always turn to when I need something. That's and cool. it started a really little age. Yeah. So um the
2: the song that you have just now released and the video and everything is called Chaos. And right um it came together really fast, I understand, yes. um, from what I understand. And um myself and, and some other good friends of mine had the opportunity to sing the background for for you in the studio Amazing. for chaos. <laughs> so tell us about chaos and the inspiration behind it and just the whole story of um, how this song came
3: to be? Sure, of course. Well, I was actually sitting in church. um, You were singing. And uh, one day, and Matt Tuggle was giving a speech on how sometimes people let the chaos that's around them become what's inside of them and how not to do this, obviously. And at that time, this was before the pandemic, but it really spoke to me because I'm a single mom with four kids and the noise inside my house can be really loud sometimes. And obviously it's a bunch of little kids that are just having fun, but when you're trying to rush everybody out the door or get everybody dressed for school, it can be really overwhelming and the noise level can kind of start to engulf you. And so that whole like reminder of, Hey, even though this is all going around, you don't let that become what's swirling inside of you. And then at the time, I kind of like wrote that thought down and then I put it aside and then the pandemic hit. And then there were, I felt like hurricanes left and right. Um, And then obviously the the fires in California and then George Floyd and then the pandemic and then everything with the election was dramatic. Um, And it just kind of Continued to snowball, and I realized very quickly that this song was so much bigger than the thought I originally had in my head. And I sat down and I wrote it in like 10 minutes. And I really do feel like it was kind of a song that was given to me by God because it came to me so quickly. It was so fluid and so easy to write. Um, and then I got really, really lucky. I started working with Matiti um, Jakes people, they had asked me to record music video they took an old song of mine and we meshed it with here I am to worship and we did this really beautiful music video for them for their New Year's Eve service and the producer of that and I we just hit it off and became buddies and we were like well let's just sit down and write like well I have this idea you know (laughs) and this is how I hear it in my head and he was like oh my gosh we have we got to do this now and so it, because it seemed very timely, obviously, with everything that's going on in the world, it made sense. And the song speaks very much to every single issue, but it talks about no more, we don't need this anymore. And and everybody, we need love and we need patience and we need understanding because even though the world is going through all this, we we have to come together and we have to realize that no matter what walk of life you have or what culture you're from or whatever, we're all God's children and we're all uniquely made. And he made us that way. And that's a pretty special thing. And so that's really what the song talks about is we have to have understanding and patience for each other. And if we walk hand in hand, we'll get through this. But if we continue to bang our heads into the wall, the way that we are, it's not going to get better. And so, yeah, this song came together very quickly. It was really fun because I got to do the filming at HPMC, which was awesome. And yeah, I just felt really, really blessed to have been given that song Um, because it really—it felt like a gift from God, which is yeah.
2: So talk to us about um, the the in between. So you grew up in a very lively house, and and Miss Myrtle, she um, was one of the people. I'm I'm putting Miss in front of it because you know. Girl.
3: We called her Sister Mert. <laughs> Sister Mert. She's best. I mean, she's still one of those people that, like, we talk about to this day. She'd always go, Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, you know, and just, her. she was like the most uplifting human in the world. You would look horrible, and she was like, Girl, you look so pretty today. You know, like, <laughs> so she just taught like self love from such an early age, which was yeah. really, really powerful for a young girl growing up with so many kids. <laughs> yeah.
2: That is wonderful. So talk to us about those in-between years. So that was like your start off, and what a great, you know, beginning you had, and what a great gift um that you had in in Myrtle and, and in your family, and um just in your start. And then you get all the way to writing this song chaos that is really it really speaks to exactly where our world is today and what's going on and it's a prescription for um actually what we need, you know. Um so what happens in those middle years? How do you get um that off in in, in your house before the, of five kids all the way to writing um this powerful song?
3: Sure. Yeah, I was really I had a great upbringing. My parents are about to celebrate their fiftieth wedding anniversary in April, which is awesome. And they have like this incredible foundation of love um, that we had. And it was really neat. Um my parents joke because when I first went into the music industry, they're like, honey, your story's not that you know, <laughs> like you're it's it's just not that great. You went to Texas, you're this cute little girl that had a pretty nice upbringing and then after I graduated from the University of Texas and I worked for Ralph Lauren for a while which was really fun the music calling just kept it was getting louder and louder for me and so I decided to go back and at the time the guy that I was doing this with he's now my ex-husband but I have a lot of respect for him because we went through a lot together We created this amazing children's um, animated project called Auntie E. And um, currently I'm revamping her, which is really fun. And then I then created my own album. And I did that in L.A. with um, Elena Morissette's band, which was really neat. And it was called Out of Focus. And then I toured with that for a really, really long time. And then I decided, I kept going to Nashville. And they're like, you're married? Mm." We really... Really want someone who's not married and doesn't want children. And I was like, okay, well, that's great, but this is one dream and this is another dream, and I'm going to have them both. <laughs> and so I decided to take a pause and have my kids. And at that time, we were also on the business side of music, which was neat because I learned kind of the back end of what everything looked like. And we were doing VIP packages for artists and worked for a couple of different companies in Austin and then over in um, Colorado. Then things got hard because we had to raise kids and um unfortunately I went through a pretty difficult divorce and I was pregnant and it was twins and had these four little kids all of a sudden. Um and I was very fortunate that I had a strong faith and that I had my family because I had to move in with my parents and I had to go through these really, really hard times. Um and one of my pieces of advice, which I know you'll ask me later, but I'll tell a little bit of it now is you know, I've learned along the way You, with hard, hard situations, you can't go around them. You can't go over them. You can't go under them. You just got to go through them. And you just have to put your head down and pray that everything's going to be okay. And usually on the other side, there's something really beautiful waiting for you. And it was a very, very difficult four years that I had to, you know, raise these children on my own, which has been such an incredible blessing, but also. Challenging at times because it's exhausting and <laughs> they're all precious, but it was a lot at once. And I also had to table my dream for a while to be able to take care of them and get to a place where I could feel open enough to write again. And so then it was kind of a calling because the whole thing, I reconnected with my old animator for Auntie E. He now runs um, TD Jake's Enterprises. And then everything started to kind of fall in place. And it just all of a sudden seemed like a really perfect time to get back into music. But now I have a lot more perspective. I have a greater understanding of what's important in life. Um, I'm 38 now. Instead of at the time, I was 22 when I first started. um, And even younger than that when I was doing musical theater. But I, where I was then and where I am now are remotely not even the same place. And I think that that has really shaped what I'm able to write because what I'm writing now is much more impactful and, and has dimension to it where before I thought it was great, but I look back and I'm like, huh, I'm not really sure I understood what I was writing. And now I, I feel it cause I, I lived it. Um, and, and I think that had a lot to do with the whole the chaos song which was fun. Right.
2: No, 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 no. That's, you know, that's how, that's what life does. It gives us right. you know, all of these great experiences. I love that. I love, I love your story. Well, tell us your creative process now, like after going through all of that and living through all of those things and learning everything that you've learned, um, what does your process look now? I'm sure it looks completely different from what it did back then.
3: Oh, yeah. Back then, you know, I'd have a notepad and I'd be quiet and I could sit and write. (laughs) It's not like that anymore. Um, I carry my computer pretty much everywhere with me because um, I'm pretty sure I'm ADD a little bit because my brain's always going a gazillion miles. But I write really, really fast. And so if I don't have my computer, I find like I I miss what I'm trying to write down pretty quickly. Um, And generally, I only have so much time now. But here's a good example. Um, I saw a hat, random hat, but the hat had a heart with a lightning bolt struck through it. And for whatever reason, that was so intriguing to me. I was like, oh, lightning strikes to the middle of the heart. And then I started thinking about how when I first moved home, my therapist had told me that God had shut off all my breakers, more of the protection. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Well, if your heart gets struck by lightning, does that mean that everything restarts and then everything starts turning back on, like the housebreakers, one by one. And then I wrote this song that's coming out on my new album in May called One by One. And so I just, the way I write usually is I will write down my steps but then I hear the melody in my head. And I usually will either pick up the guitar or play it on the piano. But a lot of times I don't have time. So I'll just pick up my phone and sing into my phone what my melody is that I hear. And then I'll sit down with my producer and be like, by the way, this is what I hear. And this is, here's everything I have. And this is where I think the bridge is going to go. And then we get in there with my guitarist and kind of hash it out essentially. Um, but it's a, I mean, it's a really fun process. And it's fun also to bring, I write all the words, but then it's really fun to bring other people in to help kind of shape and give it more, you know, a rounded feeling. Um, I mean, that was what was so neat about chaos. It's It was really a collaboration of three minds coming together. Yes, I created the original concept and I wrote all the words for it, but just to have like these three minds come together and make it so much better than it could have been if it was just me um, was really neat. And I love that about music. I love that you can get together and create something so beautiful that didn't exist before you walked in the door. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, that's great. I know that um, this is a burning question. Um, (laughs) Everyone is (laughs) listening now because you have said, so you grew up in a household with five children. You have um, for yourself. And now it's COVID, you know? Yes. So for all the moms out there who are listening and thinking, okay, she's writing, she's got four kids she's writing songs, she's in the studio. How in the world is all of that happening? And what is your what like what are your tips for for moms that are listening?
3: Time management. First and foremost, secondly, sleep. Because if you don't, you will not survive. Um I thrive on sleep. So I when I start to fall apart is when I realize I have not had enough. Um, and then time management, I think to um, really picking and choosing what you're going to do. So I love my friends, but I've had to be very selective about what I do with my time. And I, they're all really cool and understanding of that because my family comes first and I have to put that time forward for my kids. And I have to sit down and do their homework with them every night. And I want to make sure that I'm there in the mornings for them and a lot of times I'm here in the evenings but there may be a few nights that I happen to be in the studio um, but time management yeah and then I'm really really blessed because my really sweet nanny from when I was a child has decided she wants to come back help and so she's been helping yeah it's a neat she raised me not raised me but helped raise us because there were so many of us um and now she's helping with my kiddos so I'm real selective I'll be like hey you know, on Tuesday night, I'm going to stay at the studio, but then all the other nights I'm home. So I, I really pick and choose. Um, again, I love my friends, but I'm just really, really selective about what I'm doing because I feel like I've got this mountain that I want to climb right now. And it's um, really, really important. And it's important, too, for my children because it's the legacy I want to leave behind for them.
2: So you really do, um, Your your focus still remains on both of these things. Like you are committed to your career, however, it does not um, negate your presence at home and in your moment no. at, at home.
3: I'm I'm very very selective about um, my time, but also about making sure that when I'm at home with them, like I put everything aside to really be there for them and spend the time talking to them and asking them you know, how was your day. What's struck? What are you struggling with? Just really want to make sure, especially as a single parent, because it's just me. So when I'm at home, it, it, it is dedicated to them. And I choose like on weekends, I'm like, okay, we're going to your sports. And at night, we're going to have a family movie night and we're going to do these things. And then I go, I honestly, when the kids go to bed, I may sit down and write for a little bit, or I may check up on things, but I'm pretty good about making sure I go to bed on time. Um, because I get up at like I caught earlier, yeah. 5, 5.30. And that'll weigh on you if you don't have the sleep. Mm-hmm.
2: And and I love that you said that you make sure you sleep because sometimes um, as moms, we put our, our self-care, our personal self-care on the back burner. And if we don't uh, figure out that balance and that time management oh, yeah. and bring it, you know, front burner, um we won't be able to be as present and as lively and as joyful um as we as we should be. I really feel like like when I'm up at 5 a.m. doing my worship time and quiet time, I really feel like that is one of the things that the Lord keeps on my mind. Like
3: hear
2: that you are are joyful, you know, if you aren't lively and having a good time at this, then reorder things, you know, manage your time. For sure. You know.
3: You
2: have to. I love that. Okay, Aaron, let's take a break, and we will be right back.
0: Every Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens.
2: Welcome back to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization you can go to loveministriesbills.org for all of the great information about Love Ministries. Also, check out my website, CarlaNivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N I B E N S. Well, we are having a great time chatting with Miss Erin Um, Erin, first of all, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being here for the first time on Every Heart, Every Woman
3: radio show. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. <laughs> I'm loving
2: this. Well, wonderful. We're so glad that you're here. Um, I wanted to jump back into the conversation with you because you mentioned in the first half, um, Auntie E, and you also have Sisters of Red. Could you right. um, tell us more about those interests and, and those, um, the, your it's kind of like these are your other outlets, right?
3: They are, yeah. Anything creative. Um, I also did interior design for a really long time because I love anything that's artistic and the idea of taking kind of a blank slate and 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 really turning it into something beautiful. Um, I so A&T e was something I actually started when I was about twenty two, and it's this really precious animated character where she teaches children about music. Um, and it used to be where she was animated, and then she'd become live, and so then I'd like walk through the door, and I'd, Auntie E was there, mm-hmm. and so that was really fun because I got to perform a lot of places for her, and then I kind of outgrew the character for a little bit, and I needed to set her aside, and then become, I originally wrote it because I knew I was going to one day be a mother, or at least I hoped I would, and now being a mom, and looking at it from a different perspective, has been really fun, because now we're working on revamping her and redoing the vocals. And um, they sound really different than I did when I was 22. Go figure. <laughs> it's amazing how that works out. Um, and then, yeah, like really working on each song is becoming a book and doing a lot with it, which is fun. So everybody stay tuned. That's coming back. She's going to have a change in hair color okay. and go back to her roots. Um and that's been fun. So that's a little side project that I'm kind of working on again, which I love. And then Sisters of Bread is a really like a huge passion project of mine. My sister Molly Duval Thomas and I started it. Um, oh gosh, three and a half years ago. We originally were doing um, real estate because my family's all in real estate and love real estate. It's great, um, but I needed something creative. And when we first started it, we um, started this Instagram handle. And everybody was, you know, posting pictures of houses or their open houses and tours and all that. And we were like, we want to post, you know, things that inspire us. Mm -hmm. And then we quickly started gaining followers and realized, oh, hold on, this, this needs to go a whole different direction. And it became Sisters of Red. And Sisters of Red has been really, really fun and unique because it's basically an influencer uh, platform, but, you know, we talk about fitness and fashion and motherhood and charity work, and we've done a lot of stuff. Like we did an event actually a year ago today with Matthew McConaughey's wife, Camilla, and she owns a company called Women of Today. And it was all about women coming together and how the community of people coming together is so much stronger than just being able to do something on your own. And so we did this event last year, and it was great because we raised a bunch of money for Just Keep Living Foundation, which is her and Matthew McConaughey's foundation where they help teams get set on the right path um, before they exit high school and really teach them about, you know, jobs and, and working out and taking care of your body and taking care of your friends and really, really helping those kids have a better trajectory in life. Um, so that was fun. And then the other company we raised money for was EPAL, which is Child Poverty Action Lab here in Dallas. And we raised money, um, for the DISD, um, program and their break meal program. So, which ended up being a really big deal because, the break meal program became huge when the pandemic hit. Because all these kids that were getting food at school. Now the school's closed. What were they supposed to do? And it's astonishing to me. Um, Dallas is the third worst in child hunger poverty. So we really felt very called to help raise money for that. Um, and then we just did a deal with children's and we helped them with their um, September month where it's the heroes month and helps them raise a bunch of money in September. So we really find children's uh, charities are kind of where we, you know, have a big soft spot because between the two of us, we have seven kids. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's been a little love passion project. And we do a lot of stuff with designers. We got to go to New York Fashion Week last year, and we were invited by Veronica Beard and Lila Rose. And so it's great because we feel like we've been given a voice and we get to give back. And then we also get to work with some of these amazingly talented designers that we really truly are inspired by. Um, and so it's been this kind of melting pot of that. And it's it's been really, really fun. And so those are kind of my two other projects. Yeah, I love those. I like to stay busy. Yeah, I was going to say, those
2: are not small <laughs> things. Both of those <laughs> could be standalone <laughs> projects by themselves. Yeah, they're
3: large. <laughs> they're yeah. large, but, yeah. but it's yeah. fun.
2: Yeah, I love that. So. If you could wrap your message up in, like, one big ball for your audience, what would your message
3: be? Oh, be kind. Be kind. Because I think that you really never know what's going on behind closed doors. And you don't know what someone's life looks like until you've stepped in their shoes. And I think if I've learned anything in my life, it's that. And to really have patience and understanding. and that's helped me because I just find that I am a much more gracious and understanding human than I was when I was younger. Um, that and then be brave. Be brave. Don't be afraid to ask for something because I always tell my friends, you ask for it and they say, no, you're in the exact same spot you were when you started, you know, because yeah. <laughs> just uh, you never know what's going to inspire somebody or where these two points are going to connect. Um, and I think those are kind of my two, two most things. Yeah. Put your head down and get through it, baby, because we're all going to go through something.
1: That is life, right?
3: <laughs> that's life, you know, and lean on God because he's there and he's there to help you get through it all.
2: Yeah, And it's so true when you say be kind. I mean, that is that is so true. People, you know, think that's a simple thing to do. But um, you really have to take notice of the fact that we have this outer shell, every single one of us. And sometimes people never even bring to words or to life. I'm sure you're in a different spot because you're writing and those right. things that are going on deep down inside of you are coming out. Um, and and people who are in ministry or in entertainment, things, you know, you have this outlet. But other people, they may never speak of the things that are really, really, really um, taking charge of their life and really kind of pushing right. around in life right now. And so being kind is that's, it's, it's a huge thing. Not easy. People have written books, you know, about that, about oh, absolutely how to be kind, how to be nice to people. Cause you don't know what people are
3: going through. I mean, I think too, like gratitude. I mean, I make my kids every single night when we sit down for dinner, I'm like, what are you grateful for? Mm-hmm. Because even if you've had a bad day, there's still a lot to be grateful for. And it's really sweet to hear it from their perspectives. I mean, even my little three-year-olds. I'm grateful for school and my friends and my mommy. You know, and it's and I just that whole like gratefulness really sets the tone for a much happier life, and being kind, kind of opens up those doors for that. Mm-hmm. Love it.
2: So, talk to us about um, you know music. You've done a lot over the years. Where has been like your Favorite place to um
3: to perform. Nashville is probably my favorite city. Okay. Love it so much. Um, I performed at 12th and Porter there, which was really cool. And I also had the opportunity to perform at the original backyard in Austin, which before they moved it. Um, and that was awesome, just to have that experience of. Like stepping foot on the same stage as some of these incredibly iconic people, um, and Willie, and you know, and so I, those are probably my two most favorite memories
1: mm-hmm.
3: for sure. I mean, the backyard is just, you know,
1: I yeah. like the Ryman, you
3: know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but the Ryman's probably my favorite venue in like the country. I think gotta yeah. go to church, baby. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's like the coolest place in the world. So, but yeah, those are probably my two favorite memories from, a. and I I played some really cool places in LA too, but but Nashville and Austin have special places in my heart. Yeah, yeah,
2: sure, for sure. So what is your, this is always hard when people ask me this, so it's okay if this is hard, but what's your favorite song to sing?
3: Two, well, my first favorite song in the world to sing is Give Me One Reason. By Tracy Chapman. Yeah. One, because it is really easy to teach the band. Yeah. If you're someplace like I was in Jamaica and my significant other loves when I get up and sing and mm-hmm. always say to the band, hey, can she sing? And they're like, oh, right. She's and he's like, no, no, no. I will pay you money if you don't like her. and Mm -hmm. then and then they'll be like well what do you want to sing i'm like give me one reason it's really easy so let's you know let's just get started and so that's really my all-time most favorite song to sing because the soul behind that song is so great um and that's like listen up you know i I just love the attitude that comes with that and then uh me and bobby mcgee but i also love jana yeah those are kind of probably my two like if i'm not singing my own stuff those are probably my two like where if you want to see Aaron come out, those are them.
2: Make those yeah. I love it. I love it. Those
3: are
2: good. So um in, in your in your bio, it says that you are compared to uh you have been compared to Janice Joplin and Natalie Maines and Susan Tedeschi. Who who is your favorite? Is that one of these three ladies here? Yeah. Or who's who's your favorite?
3: Well, Janice is has always been a very large inspiration to me. Um, and then Susan Tedeschi, I actually discovered her oh gosh, 12, 14, 15 years ago. I just love her and her husband so much. They have the Tedeschi Trucks Band. I got to see them play at Red Rocks multiple times. And there's something so incredible about their production. This is just about the music. I mean, there's no no crazy you know, setups and all that. It's just they get out there and they play. And her husband, Derek Trucks, is this incredible side guitarist. And she is, in my opinion, one of the greatest living, you know, blues singers of today. Um, and some of my, like, more pivotal moments in life, I attach some of her songs to um, to her music, which is, you know, to what's what was going on in my life. So she's probably one of my bigger ones, uh... I think Lynn Manuel Miranda would, would be probably one of the coolest people in the whole entire world to sit down and talk to because I'm so intrigued by how he writes and the things that he hears and how he gets them onto paper. I think that's amazing. Um, Hugh Jackman, obviously musical theater. Um, let's see who else. I do love Natalie. I've always loved Natalie. Heather Headley is really a really big inspiration for me. I fell in love with her when she uh, was in Aida. Um, and I've kind of followed her journey ever since. So you know, I love, as you can tell, like the the soulful side of people. And then I am such a musical theater dork. Like I just geek out. I mean, I was the kid that trapped myself in my room and blared musicals like all day yeah. long. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of that that inspires me.
2: Love it. So what do you sing to your kids at night? Like what's the what's the bedtime? Oh we sing.
3: always uh, always sing you are my sunshine we say our prayers and then i sing you are my sunshine every night and if i don't sing it like if i happen to be gone they will call me and make me sing it so i may be in a restaurant and singing you are my sunshine I um it's i've sang it ever since my uh my oldest son is gray and um ever since he was born so i don't know it's just kind of become a thing and it's sweet cuz now they all sing it and T- nights where I'm really, really tired, they'll sing it to me. And mm-hmm. it's yeah, that's our that's our bedtime ritual.
2: I love it. I have a friend who they used to sing, her kids are a little bit older now, but then they may still do it. But they would sing I Love You, a Bushel and a Peck.
3: And oh, how cute is that.
2: She posted a video of one of her daughters like singing it. And eyes closed oh. and like really going at it, going, at it. <laughs> I love you, a bushel on the back. And she said, this is so
3: cute. I had to post. It. post oh my gosh. That's so like sweet. like she's at
2: church. Like she's really <laughs> and she
3: is really into it. Yes. My little girls, because I've got twin daughters that'll be four in March, but we do a we do a morning mantra. And I'm actually posting it today because it's the cutest thing in the world. They're like, I'm brave, I'm kind, I'm smart i'm beautiful and i can do anything and i'm like get it girl go girl go no and i feel like especially as these two little girls growing up with a single mom like they need to know that they can do it all
2: absolutely like i
3: think it's really important that they know that and and so it's cute because they're like so little and they're like in the mirror like hitting their hips and like i'm kind you know so but yeah no we sing that every night and it's um sweet. And we always, um, there was a little prayer my mom always said to me as a child, it was four corners on my bed, four angels above my head, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, bless the bed that you lay on. And mm-hmm. so we do that every night. And obviously we pray for our family and um, and we say the Lord's Prayer, but we always end it with, you are my sunshine.
2: Love it. I love it. That's sweet. perfect. That's so sweet. So th- tell me this, in your life, what is the best advice that you've ever been given? And you kind of hit on this before, but what's the best advice you've ever been
3: given? Um, My mother has always said to treat everybody equal and the golden rule. Treat those the way you want them to be treated. And I think my mom's like the sweetest, my parents are both the sweetest people in the whole entire world, but my mom is, She's a gem of a woman and she treats everybody so incredibly well. And then so, so I think just having that golden rule growing up, like, hey, is that how you want to be treated? Okay, no, it's not. So redirect that, you know. And so she always really, really pushed that into us. And we grew up with a really strong faith, which I think um, has made all, all the difference in my life um, and all the difference in my siblings' lives. I think that's been really important for us. But yeah, the golden rule. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to pass that on to my kids.
2: That's that's cool, and 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 I like that you said your mom was like, okay, is that how you want to be treated? Let's redirect that because a lot of times Mm -hmm. you got to talk kids, you know, through everything. Like you, I don't know. It seems like that, especially when you're so young, um, the easiest thing to to do is go towards maybe the things that that's it's not right. And right. it's up to parents to talk through and to mentor and to, you know, help help mold us into um, the people that we really are supposed to be.
3: Well, that's our jobs. And I think that's the other thing is I think there's a lot of people that are kind of afraid to have these big conversations with their kids. And I don't look at that that, that way at all. I mean, I'm like, no, no, no. no. We are going to discuss this. We're going to talk about it in a very calm manner. We're going to work through it. And we're not going to be afraid to have those big conversations because I find that if you don't have them, you run into a much bigger problem down the road. And so even, you know, going through what my kids have gone through with, you know, the separation and then moving, we've moved states and all that. I mean, we've had to have a lot of big heart to hearts to make sure you're doing okay today. Are you all right? How do you feel? What are you grateful for? What are you struggling with? And I think I think that's so incredibly important because some people look at kids and they're like, well, they're just little. I mean, they're fine. They'll work it out. And I'm like, no, no, but they have big feelings, too. And so I think it's really important to let them feel like they're being heard and to really hear them and to respond in a way that's with love and help them get through those struggles. Because, again, if you don't address them now, they become much larger in the long run. Um, because
2: do you find that sometimes if you don't ask the big questions that um, the kids may be going through something and maybe they're not even aware of it and it may oh, oh, yeah, sure ways because they just don't have the words to bring up. Actually, I need to talk about this.
3: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I find that every day. I mean, I have to ask my kids to have questions and then I've had to rely on help, you know, go, we're very blessed. We've got a really wonderful play therapist and, um, I'm a, I'm a big, let's, let's get ahead of the curve kind on of a person. Um, instead of, oh, let's pick up the pieces on the back end. Um, probably because of what I've gone through in my life, but I just, I immediately gave my kids someone to talk to. And so if it's something I feel like I can't handle on my own. I asked for help. And that's another really big thing. It's good grief. People ask for help. Every, there's somebody out there that's willing to help you and listen and, um, don't ever feel like you're alone because you're not alone. I mean, and I think, especially in today's day A&H, and age, that's super important because people feel very, very isolated. Um, but you're not alone. Pick up the phone, call your friend. Yeah. They're going to be there to help you. So.
2: Um, I had a friend on the radio show, Dr. Stacey Alexander, and um, she said that a lot of times, especially when we're going through stuff, she says, say we move states. We will figure out who's gonna do our hair and we'll get our new hairdressers set up before right. we figure out who's gonna talk us through, you know, the transition and who's gonna oh, help yeah. us deal with our thoughts and our feelings and we'll leave those on the background. But we'll make sure our highlights are done, you know.
3: Oh yeah. Or we'll make sure our kids are in sports. Yes. And yeah. you know, we'll do all those things that I find, especially moms, in the back burner themselves because I think they feel guilty if they put themselves first. It's not putting yourself first. It's taking care of yourself so you can be a better parent for those kids that do need you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's, 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 that's really good advice. So tell us about all of the things that you have coming out uh, or coming
3: up next. So we're working on the new album. Um, It's Plated for May, um, going back into the studio pretty soon. Um, and we'll kind of, you know, work through. Right now, we're just working on an EP. So um, it may end up being eight songs because I got a lot to say, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, um, but no, right now, you no, know, it is good. And I feel really blessed to be with the, um, the team that I'm with. And um, they understand me creatively and we really work very well together. But yeah, we're going to go back into the studio. I'm working on some stuff for A&T-E. sisters of red has a lot of fun stuff coming out um i'm really really busy and then you know parenting uh, i love my kids sports i love when my girls get to go to gymnastics or whatever it may be and really being there for those moments because those are important yeah. family time and yeah i've got a lot a lot on the forefront That's awesome. so i'm going- to sleep, work out, eat healthy, so I can keep
2: well, that's
3: right.
2: Give and website and all of those things where we can keep up with um, all of your releases and everything that's coming up
3: sure. So um Aaron Duval Official is the Instagram handle. So at Aaron Duval Official, uh Aaron com. And let's see. I'm on Twitter. I think it's Aaron Duval OFCL, which is the short of official. Um, I am on TikTok, but that's to come. So just hang on, people.
1: You and um,
3: whew, I'm on YouTube. Uh, if you just type in Aaron Duval official. It'll pull up. And yeah, I I think I'm on like every platform there is. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Facebook. Facebook, Aaron Duval official as well. I made it really easy. So kind can just type in Aaron. If you go to my link tree. You'll find it all. And if you go to Aaron Duval official on. Tram, my link tree uh, link is right there and kind of follow along, watch the new music video and share it because it needs to be heard. Yeah. The song was much bigger than me. This was for everybody. Yeah, so, I love it. And so Aaron
2: is E-R-I-N Duval, Duvall D-U-V-A-L-L um, just right. so that, because, and make sure you all official in there because there are there was somebody else came up when I forgot. There is
3: a famous writer out of Nashville. She writes about singers. Her name's Erin Duvall.
2: Erin Duvall. Okay. Yeah.
3: But I'm not her. I'm the (laughs) official.
2: (laughs) You are the official. I like that. So Erin, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, We had a great time in this conversation and everyone uh, we pray that you feel blessed and have a wonderful week. We'll see you back here
1: next week. Ha